Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of U.S. markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB for the 27th of September, 2022. All the stuff you need to know about the day in markets. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm here with Kyle Rodda. How's the day, Kyle? It has been thrilling. It's been a while since we've done this together, actually. It's uh, a nice novel way to uh, <laughs> top off what's been, well, I guess a mixed day. Oh, it's pretty pretty positive, though. I mean, all things considered. I don't think it's anything you'd want to bet the house on, that this direction is going to continue in the way it did today. However, after you know days, really, of selling, we did see... A positive finish. So I'm going to stick with the positive right now just to be the optimist in the room. I mean, we've got the S&P ASX 200 finishing the session uh, at 6,492. That's up by four tenths of one percent. Almost 6,500. Almost reclaimed it. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see if we can continue. Like you said, that turnaround. I think um, US futures are looking reasonably buoyant. It has become fairly oversold in the short term. So maybe a bounce here. But yeah, like you said, at least for, for the folks that I was talking to today, not uh, anyone willing to, again, bet their house on uh, on the markets making a sustained turnaround. No, um, it's sort of a turnaround Tuesday. But after I think Let's it was five that. days of selling, you know, they do for a little bit of a bounce, do for a bit of bargain hunting. And uh, that's what we had a chat with about a few of our guests today. In fact, if you'd like to hear what um, Ben Clark is buying, mm-hmm. you can do so via the show notes. He said there's actually a lot of opportunity, you know, a lot of really sold off stocks that are out there right now. Um, but, you know, you're a charts man. And on the trade today, you spoke with John Noonan from Thomson Reuters. So what was his sort of assessment of the ASX 200, considering, you know, what, what the technicals are pointing to? Yeah, well, I suppose like any good analyst, he uh, waits and watches and then reacts when it happens. But he just identifies some of the key levels and just compared it between, uh, compared the ASX 200 with the S&P 500 in particular, because um, as we were talking about yesterday, uh, those June lows came into view and we, had, we, we managed to hold above 6400, which was roughly the line in the sand um, for uh, for a lot of analysts out there, as being you know the, a, a potential break would invite greater selling. Uh, of course, that's still on the table, but uh, the S and P 500 has well made a, a reasonable push below its June lows, which sometimes can be something of a bearish signal. But uh, interestingly enough, he did say that he thinks that the US dollar's melt up uh, may have come to a bit of an end, which would take some pressure off global equity. So maybe if we're trying to keep a positive spin as much as possible today, uh, that's uh, that's John's positive spin. That maybe the dollar wrecking ball is well 
moving away from the building. Well, yeah, it's got done a lot of damage, hasn't it? Although mm. you've got to look to individual countries, I dare say, individual treasurers of British-speaking, English-speaking countries <laughs> for like Im- imposing their own damage on their currency. They're, 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 well. they're mourning. They're not behaving rationally. Yeah, but uh, on that, though, uh, George Paporos had a really interesting comment uh, in an interview that we had today, mm-hmm. about obviously about asset allocation because that's his bag. Um, but he's kind of surprised at the reaction in the markets too. Uh, the UK um, budget, thinking it's a little bit overdone. But uh, go and watch that one if that's something that uh, you're interested in. Yeah, I mean, it could be that, but there's also just so much negativity that's around the whole narrative in Europe and the UK in general. So Mm. perhaps inspired a a sharper reaction than necessary. Uh, However, only time will tell, Mm. isn't it? Um, One of those ongoing stories, we'll get another update coming through from that government on November the 23rd. I think I read, but um, yeah, when you wake up to headlines about the Dow, you know, slipping into bear market, a confirming bear market, um, it's nice to focus on the companies that did well today, which was points bet holding, go figure, no news, up by 7%, Whitehaven, coal, doing really well. In fact, it was the materials, the metals and the miners that really helped it to lift this market. Pilbara is on the best performing list. Mineral resources on the list of best performers, up by about 6%. We saw iron ore going pretty well today. Uh, in China. Um, on the flip side, though, Temple and Webster, Iginia Solutions, Dexis, and Ramsey Health. Boy, that, um, you know, the damage has been done by KKR walking away um, from Ramsey Health. The share price is just sitting at $57.14 there. Um, just, just before we get too far into, you know, the other topics, Kyle, I will say Whitehaven, one of the best performers today after being mm-hmm. sold off yesterday, along with all of the rest of the market. It was the, I shouldn't say it, coal was the sector of the day. Koshi's oh. back. He seems to be into sectors right now. And he's into coal. Yeah. Well, let's listen in to what his expert guests had to say about the prospects for coal. Rudy Philippek van Dyke and Mark Gardner. But yeah, well, I suppose while these coal prices stay up here and, and we've got um, sanctions going on, then... You know, there's no necessary. We don't. I don't think you okay. need to be uh, exiting so, straight away. Right. Yeah. So, so hold, but be agile. Yeah. Um, I think it's only a matter of time when the coal will fall, will trip over. Yeah. To pick that particular time when it will happen, right? That's not my my forty, but yeah. it will happen. I mean. Yeah. And why is that? Because it would be the very first time in history that we go we go through a bear market and a global recession next year. And you you can hide in a commodity, all right? I right. think it has never before never before happened. So uh, macro capital and FN Arena weighing in there on that key commodity being coal. Energy did well again today. OPEC meets pretty soon, and with the pressure that's been coming on the price of oil. Boy, we've got people talking about a potential cut now on the table at the next meeting. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating if they uh, if they do do exactly that. I suppose they were um, flagging that a few uh, what was it last meeting or, mm-hmm. or the meeting yep. before that uh, they were doing. This was back when the price was at sort of ninety six bucks, and everyone's sort of saying, well, you know, um, is it really necessary? Yeah, sure, prices have come off, but gosh, we're, we're still nearly a hundred bucks per barrel. But maybe because of prescience or or just uh, good luck, um, I, West Texas Intermediate down at seventy five bucks. Um, you know, taking four days off the markets, um, or two days and, and a weekend, coming back to a, a, an oil price that was in the 70s was certainly a shock uh, yesterday morning. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it'll be fascinating to see if they, they, they want to sort of wade into this because for all the concerns in the world about demand, uh, sorry, supply uh, with what's happening in, in, in Russia and what have you, um, such is the fears about recession at the moment that we've got the, the oil price where it is. Mm, it's amazing. Um, 
inflation is just weighing so heavily on the minds of consumers everywhere. But the ANZ Consumer Confidence Read, uh, well, it was an improvement yeah, this week. Why is that? Is that is that you know, oftentimes they point to petrol prices coming down and that inspires confidence, but that excise, fuel excise uh, relief comes off. to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the, the report um, basically pointed to the fact that, uh, you know, what what I think it is, is more or less is that the sticker stock of all these sort of interest rate hikes and the worst of these cost of living pressures has just worn off. Like these these kind of indexes are really, interesti- really interesting because they more or less ask people to compare their situation with this si- a, a sort of a, a context before um, now. So you're always going to ask, are things better than what they were you know, at whatever time period? So even though we're in a sort of still sticky situation economically, you know, the, the, the initial shock of interest rate rises worn off a little bit. Some of these costs of living pressures have eased. So I think that's helped households feel a little bit more confident about the future. But I mean, zooming out a little bit, pessimists still outweigh the optimists in the economy. Yeah. So we're still we're not in a great position, but it is, you know, a, a trend has to start somewhere. And you could say that the short-term trend for that read is, is basically higher because it has moved every week to the upside for a little while. Okay. Um, other than that, there wasn't a ton of corporate news. There was some news around Santos. I'll let you uh, look into that yourself. But mm. it was um, positive news, a bit of a deal being done uh, with PNG, LNG. Uh, we also uh, had a bit of news around Star it's saying that it uh, <laughs> should be able to operate as it gets its house in order. It's going to be really, you know, we'll really be good. big we'll on be good. governance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there was a few broker moves that moved companies around. But, um, yeah, you know, I feel like a little bit of a broken record these days. There's not tons of corporate news. We're no. sort of waiting for a lot, of these, yeah, a lot of these. Yeah, um, a lot of these. AGMs to start, where potentially we'll get a little bit more insight into where companies are seeing things in this financial year. Obviously, there's a little bit of um, conjecture around labor taking on dividends, and of course, Jerry Harvey is out. I know in oh the yeah. uh, in the pages, you know, slamming labor. Um, so we'll see what happens with that one. I just feel like we're always, it's always back to the future. Nothing gets done with that debate here in this country. No, no, perhaps not. Um, but hey, nothing like a uh, recession to clear up the labor market, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we had some data from China. I'm just trying to get it up in front of me. I wasn't on air when it broke, but... Yeah, I don't uh, think it was too market moving. Yeah, no, it wasn't because it's barely rated a mention here on the uh, top news from greater China. But in China, we're all sort of still really interested in COVID and COVID restrictions. I noted this morning that uh, the U.S. Uh, gambling stocks, the casino stocks, I should yes, say, yes. Uh, were all higher uh, because Macau will be opening to mainland Chinese high rollers. So there's a bit of bit of movement on that front, I suppose. Any big data we need to be across Today, tonight? Yeah, uh, well, we've got Powell um, testifying, I believe, before US Congress, as he's wont to do after um, policy decisions. So, actually, no, in fact, it's not uh, in front of Congress. It is in a panel discussion about digital currencies at an event hosted in Bank of, uh, by the Bank of France. So, maybe he'll still steer clear of any of the hotter rhetoric around inflation because it's about CBDCs. Uh, there's a little bit of US data coming out in the next, well, 24 hours or so, quadruple goods, another sort of look in how the US economy is for, uh, performing growth-wise. Bullard speaking as well, so a oh, noted, yeah, noted hawk there. Good for a quote, good for uh, a squawk. Um, and uh, CB Consumer Confidence, too, is coming out. Um, that's, if I'm not mistaken, tonight, too. So uh, something to keep an eye out for. Nothing, I guess, too tier one-ish, but... 
um, you know, nevertheless, it's it's going to be important because everyone's got uh, recession on their lips again. Yeah, I do note that we're seeing the pound rebounding a bit. Um, of course, a lot of focus will be on the BOE mm. and how it responds, um, but it's um, it's up about. I think about 5% off of Monday's low. As we record this podcast, of course, heading <laughs> yeah. toward the European Open, I'm dating myself. We've also seen futures continue to push higher. So E-minis are up by about 1%. The NASDAQ 100 futures up by about 1% as we, um, as we record this. So again, couple that with that pause that we're seeing in the US dollar. And yeah, we might be in for a bit of an improvement in risk sentiment tonight, I dare say, in the US. But uh, yeah, fickle. Fickle. Hey, it's one for the traders who like to play with a little bit of vol uh, for yeah, your investors out there. In fact, I had um, a, a good discussion. Who was it with today? Oh my gosh. I think it actually was with, with Henry Jennings to, to wrap things up. Back from holiday, Henry. Yeah. Was. Uh, so I great getting back on the show. Uh, but you know, it, it the, the markets are for more than one purpose uh, and people use them for, for more than one purpose. And if you do like to be a little bit more active, well, Henry says that you must stay nimble. Uh, make sure you keep your eyes on the screens. If not, well, there's uh, it never hurts just to step away. Um, so maybe that might be the environment. But uh, yeah, anyway, each of their own. Horses for courses. Yeah. Well, stepping away is um, often a good strategy, particularly at this time of day, the day, particularly for us, Kyle. <laughs> right I know you now. had a lot of conversations. When you start to forget who told you what um, from experience, <laughs> I know it's time to into just one. pause. For a bit of a breath. Um, so, yeah, we'll be watching for any developments coming out of Ukraine as well. We had those Russian-backed referendums. And apparently we've got Ukraine's presidential advisor saying that Ukrainians who help those referendums uh, to annex big parts of the country will face treason charges oh and at least five years in jail. Oh, okay. boy. Uh, Let's hope there's blessings. some sort of resolution there. Yes. Well, ASAP. Lucky we're here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, lucky we're here. I hope you have a good night, Kyle, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.